Chapter One, Part C, of Aces Up by Covington Clark. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The New Instructor. Martins blinked. He held opposite views. You think so, sir? I've got a different idea. I wanted to be a pilot like you, sir, and here I am tooling this old bus around France with never a chance to get off the ground, unless I run off an embankment. And this old wreck is no bird. So you really wanted to be a pilot, Martins? I sure did, sir. Hmm. That's why I said you were a very lucky young man. I know the names of a lot of young fellows who wanted to become pilots, and did. But they've gone west now, and their names are on wooden crosses. Hoe your own row, Martins, and thank the Lord for small favors. Yes, sir, aloud and under his breath. It's easy enough for them that has wings. How's that, Martins? McGee asked, rather enjoying himself. Martins fidgeted with the gear shift. I said I had always wanted a pair of wings, sir. Well, be a good boy, and maybe you'll get them in the next world. Good night, Martins. Night, sir. Grr! went the clashing gears as the car got under way with a lurch that spoke volumes for the driver. It was tough to be held to the ground by a wingless motor. McGee caught a gleam of light through the shutters of the upstairs windows. So Larkin was back already. He took the front steps in a jump and raced up the stairs in a manner most unbecoming to a first lieutenant, with a score of victories to his credit. "'What kind of an outfit did you draw, Buzz?' he demanded as he burst into the room. Larkin was buried behind a Paris edition of the Tribune. His legs sprawled out into the middle of the floor where the heel of one boot balanced precariously on the toe of the other. Oh, so-so, never bothering to look from behind his paper. Phlegmatic old buzz, McGee thought. What was the use of getting excited over an instructor's job? Are they good? McGee asked. Mm, don't know. Still reading. Mine are great. McGee enthused. Stiff, crusty young C.O., who needs a couple of crashes, one fatal, maybe, but the rest of them are fine. Great bunch of pilots. Yeah? Still reading, but doubtful. See any of them fly? No. Slowly. Of course not. Hmm. Well, wait until they begin sticking the noses of those new spads in the ground, and then tell me about them. They've been trained on settin' hens. Wait until they mount a hawk. McGee jerked a pillow from the bed and sent it crashing through the concealing paper. Old Killjoy, if a man gave you a diamond, you'd try it on glass to see if it was real. Larkin began rearranging his crumpled paper. Well, why not? If it wasn't real, I wouldn't want it. And I wish you'd keep your pillows out of my theatrical news. I was just reading about a play at the Folies Bergère called Zigzag. They say it's a scream. By the way, shrimp, how'd you like to fly to Paris tomorrow morning and give it the once-over? Fine, but—but but nothing. We can see it tomorrow night and be back the next day. That fine bunch of pilots of yours can't get off the ground until the spads are here. And maybe not then. See here, McGee challenged stoutly. I'll bet you anything you like that those boys— We'll be all aces in a month— Larkin completed, knowing the extent and warmth of McGee's habitual enthusiasm. All right, shrimp, so be it. But what has that to do with the show? Want to go? 
Sure. But what about passes? I don't know just who we are answerable to down here, in the matter of privileges and so forth. I've been sort of lost for the last few days." Larkin shoved his hand into his inside blouse pocket and brought forth two folded papers which he displayed proudly. "'Here are the passes. All Jake. Marked official business and authorizing fuel and supplies, if needed. I'm a great little fixer. And about that question of not knowing who you are answerable to, don't forget that it's little Johnny Bull, capital J and B. You're liable to get jerked off this detail so quick you'll leave toothbrush and pajamas behind. Every morning now, when I wake up and remember that I don't have to go out on dawn patrol, I start pinching myself to see if I'm awake. Boy, in this game it's here today and gone tomorrow. Wasn't it old Omar who handed out that gag, Ah, make the most of what we yet may spend before we two into the dust descend? Yeah? Well, he must have written that for war pilots. The minute J.B. finds out how comfortable we are down here, we'll be recalled and sent to chasing Huns back across the line. In fact, I think we're both asleep and having nice dreams." "'That reminds me,' McGee said, drawing up a chair and sitting gingerly on the edge after the manner of one about to indulge in confidential disclosures. "'Have you heard anything of this repatriation business?' "'Sure. Haven't you?' "'Not a word.' "'Where have you been?' "'It came down in a G.O.' McGee scratched his head. "'So I've just learned. But it's the first I've heard of it. Funny you didn't mention it to me.' Larkin eyed him curiously. "'Well,' slowly, "'I knew you were English, and—' "'But I'm not. And you know it,' McGee flared. "'Calm, brother, calm. I mean, I knew your father and mother were English, and so was your brother.' "'But I was born in America. I'm just as much of an American as you are.' "'Calm, brother, calm. No one says you are not. But because of your family nationality I supposed you would want to finish out the string with the RFC. And—' he reached over and tousled McGee's mop of flaming red hair—'I'm just fool enough to want to stick around where you are, you little shrimp. So I thought I wouldn't bring up the subject.' McGee gave him a look of deep understanding and appreciation. "'Fact is,' Larkin went on, "'I just got a letter from Dad the other day, and he seems to be pretty hot under the collar because I haven't made any move to get repatriated.' "'Why haven't you?' "'Poor nut. I've just told you.' "'No, you haven't, Buzz. There was some reason deeper than that.' Larkin fingered his newspaper nervously and tried to simulate an interest in some news note. He hated to display sentiment. Yet the fates had given him a double burden of it. As a matter of honest fact, he was as sentimental as a woman, and was forever trying to hide the fact behind a thin veneer of nonchalance and bluster. "'Did you see this communique from our old front?' he asked, trying to shift the subject. "'They're having some hot fighting up there.' "'Yes, I know. Things look pretty dark for the English. But answer my question. What is the real reason why you haven't thought of getting transferred into the United States forces?' I didn't say I hadn't thought of it, Larkin avoided. Maybe I didn't want to trade horses in the middle of the stream. Any other reason? Well, hang it all. A fellow builds up some pride in the uniform he wears. A good many of our buddies have gone out for their last ride in this uniform, and—and it stands for a lot. Of course I am proud of my own country, and sometimes I feel a little strange in this uniform now that my own country is in the war. 
but it isn't a thing you can put on or just take off as the spirit moves you. It becomes a part of you. Say, what's eating you, anyway? Are you anxious to change uniforms? Um, I'm not so sure. I like that bunch I met over there tonight. Yes, and they are all afoot. The truth is, our own country hasn't enough combat planes to send out a patrol. They are developing some mystery motor, I hear, but I'm not very keen about trying out any mystery motors. Our camels are mystery enough to suit me. When I'm up against the ceiling with a fast-flying albatross or triplane Fokker on my tail, I don't want any mysteries to handle. No, Red. For the time being, I guess I'm satisfied. Besides, they might chuck me in the infantry, and I have a horror of having things drop on me from overhead. Let's to bed, old topper, so we can hop off early in the morning. The sooner we start, the sooner we get to Gay Paris. Besides, early to bed and early to rise makes a man ready to challenge the skies. How's that for impromptu poetry? Rotten. Omar and Ben Franklin both in one evening. McGee yawned as he began pulling at a boot. But it makes me sleepy. Go on, say me some more pretty pieces. Or maybe you'd like to sing me to sleep. End of Part C